Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. I don't know, hour and a half or so, who knows? No, I'm just kidding. 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes. Let's hold them up. Let's make this Bible declaration nice and loud. Ready? This is my Bible. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I had already performed lots of weddings at this time in my life, but on this occasion, I was surprised to see an email from the bride-to-be with a subject line reading, please take this out. And she was referring to a portion of the wedding vows in the ceremony that I would be officiating for her and her groom. She said... After reviewing the wedding vows, my mother and I would like for you to take out the part of the wedding vows that say, submitting to him as unto the Lord, showing reverence to him as the head of this relationship for the rest of your life. I'll come back to the email in a moment. This is our ninth message in a series that we've been calling Building a Strong Christian Life. And the subtitle is Developing a Passion for Spiritual Disciplines. And I've said this throughout the series that every great cook or chef has a great recipe. Whether it's written down or they know it by heart, they realize that every ingredient makes a difference if you want the end result to be good. Isn't that true? Well, some ways our Christian life is like that. We have these spiritual ingredients. We call them spiritual disciplines. And God has shown us spiritual disciplines in the Bible. And he wants for us to learn how to mix them into our lives so that We can become strong in our walk with God. By the way, not every Christian has a strong walk with God. Not every Christian is maximizing their potential in God. And God has a desire for every one of his kids, amen, to develop a strong Christian life. Kids, let me ask you a question, kids. Gavin, you ready? I'm going to ask you a question. What's the opposite of strong? Weak, right? Weak, okay? So kids, let me ask you this. What are some things you can do? Gavin, Colton, Maya, you ready? What are some things you can do to grow stronger in your relationship with God? Maya, what is it? Read your Bible, right? Good job. What else? What else? Maya, you got another one? And pray. Yeah, those are two. How many of you all adults would agree those are two good spiritual disciplines? Amen. Anybody else over there? Maya, let's let's give Colton a try. Colton, what do you say? Talk to God. Yeah, that's a great spiritual discipline. Right? Anything else over here? Maya, you got one more? 
and worship. Talk to God, pray, read your Bible, and worship. Can somebody say amen? Those are great examples of spiritual discipline. So let me go back to that email for a second as we're getting started. So the bride wanted to take out part of her wedding vows, specifically the part that said she would submit herself to her husband as unto the Lord and reverence him as the head of the relationship. Now, there are many things within Christianity that we would applaud, that even the world, the culture would applaud. Character, honesty, deep relationships, commitment to unity across racial boundaries. All of these get high marks, even from non-Christians. Submission is a different story, though. And if you're like most people in our culture, even the word brings a subtle, defiant clench deep in the pit of your stomach. And I think it's a shame that the topic of submission is often discussed only in the context of marriage. Because the problem in our culture is not that wives do not want to submit to their husbands, but that no one wants to submit to anyone. And part of a strong Christian life is developing an appreciation for what God has to say about authority and submission. So this message is entitled, A Passion for Authority. The subtitle I gave it would be Learning to Respect and Submit to Authority. Now, in your study guide, if you're following it, there's a lot of information in there that I'm not going to cover today. And some of the information that's, that's in there... Um, some of the information that I'm going to cover today is not in there, but I want you to use that as a guide, okay? But, but listen in, um, because it's important that we recognize this subject from God's perspective. Let me start by just reminding us of this. The Bible has much to say about submission to God, that's in James 4, 6, and 7, to political authorities, that's in Romans chapter 13, to church leadership, that's in Hebrews chapter 13, Within marriage, that's in Colossians 3.18, and even general submissiveness of all Christians to one another. That's in Ephesians 5.21. I want us to look at Romans 13.1 and 2 just as a jump start today. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Listen to what the Bible says. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. Now, contextually, this is talking about submitting to government officials and government authority. But if you notice what it says at the beginning, everyone must submit to governing authorities. How many of y'all believe that there are governing authorities across all of our societal lines? In just about every area or arena of life, there are governing authorities. I want to just point out a couple of words here so we really understand them clearly as we continue, okay? It says that everyone must submit. Say submit, right? It just feels weird even saying it. Submit. The Greek word is hupotasso. Hupotasso. And it means to rank place, or arrange under. Rank, place, or arrange under. The first part of the word hupo means under. The second part, tasso, means to station or arrange. 
And this word was a Greek military term, meaning to arrange or station troop divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. In a non-military use, it's a voluntary attitude of giving in and cooperating under a leader or a person of authority. So this verse could be understood to say, Everyone must have a voluntary attitude or disposition of heart to station or arrange themselves under governing authorities. Now, this word governing, it doesn't just mean uh, everyone who's in charge. This is a really, really interesting Greek word. In the King James Version, it says higher, higher authorities. But I want to share it with you. Hooper echo, hooper echo, hooper above Echo, E-C-H-O, means to have. So the definition of this word governing means to hold, to hold, or have above. To be superior in rank or authority. It speaks of a person or persons who have been selected and entrusted with a higher level of responsibility to lead and bring direction. Okay, that's the word governing. And the word authorities, this is an interesting word. It's the word exousia in the Greek, and it literally means the right, the privilege, or permission to execute power. So whoever's in authority, regardless of whether or not you think highly of him or her, if they've been placed in that position of authority, we have to recognize that they've been selected to carry the right, the privilege, and the permission to exercise power. So those are really, really three important words there. Now, right now, just so we're all on the same page, kids, I have a kid video I want for you guys to watch for a few seconds, okay? Can we run the kid video on authority, just so that we can all be on the same page? Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Kenneth, and this is my friend, Blue. Hey there, my name's Blue, and this is my friend, Kenneth. I just said that. Oh, right. Uh, My bad. I'm a little nervous. Uh, It's the first time in front of a camera. No, it's okay. Today, we're talking about this word right here, authority. Everybody say that after me. Say authority. 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 Say it one more time, a little louder. Authority. 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 Now, you probably have heard this word, but do you know what it really means? I think so. You should probably tell me just to be safe. Authority is the people God has put over you to help you and guide you through life. So, like my parents? Yep. And my teachers? You got it. And my pet rock? What? No. But my parents and teachers are older than me, and so is my pet rock. It's probably like a bazillion years (laughs) old. And you said everything that's older than me is my authority. Well, no, It's gonna be kinda hard to do what my pet rock says. You know, because it's a rock. Yeah, I know. It doesn't have a mouth. Hang on a second. Just because something is older than you doesn't mean it's your authority. It has to be a person too, like your parents or your teachers or a police officer, people like that. Oh, gotcha. So authority is the people God has put over you to help you and guide you. And now you now you know what that word means. Do 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 you know no no do you know what that word means? I do. Do 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 you know no no do you know what that word means? I do. 
I love the simplicity of that. Authority is people that God has put over you to help you and to guide you. Isn't that so simple? But I do want to point out some real practical things for the rest of our time together as it relates to submission and authority. Just three quick truths or points about authority. Number one, if you're taking notes or you you care to make a mental note, respecting and submitting to authority is central to living an orderly life on every level. If you go through life without learning how to submit to and respect authority, I promise from experience, it will be very difficult on you. That's why God even asks us to pray for people that are in authority. In 1 Timothy 2.2, it says, pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Now, before we go any further, I think it would be wise for me to mention what submission is and isn't. Submission to human authority does not mean that we are never involved in the decision-making process. In fact, respectfully communicating with our leaders about issues that we need to decide on is part of the process, especially in a Christian environment. I would also say this, submission does not mean that we follow human authority when it clearly involves sin. Just as the early disciples had to ignore the religion's establishment and commands to stop teaching about Jesus, there are times when following God requires rejecting sinful instructions by human authority. Submission does not mean that those who submit are less important less intelligent, or less godly than those to whom we are told to submit to. Even Jesus was submissive to the plans of his heavenly Father. Now, submission does mean that we have a strong tendency to defer to the judgment of the authority unless it involves obvious sin before God. Make sense? Real simple? Now, while authority is good... I think all of us would agree that some in authority are bad. It's important that we recognize that too. While authority is God's plan, not everyone in authority was necessarily placed there by God. Sometimes uh, there are leaders by opportunity, right place at the right time. Some by necessity, no one else is willing or available. Some because of who they are or know, such as family, friends, or a friend of a friend. And these individuals may or may not have the maturity, the character, the education, and even developed skills to make them a good leader. In fact, they might be grossly deficient in one or more of these vital areas, or worse, broken or wounded, thus making it very difficult at times for us to follow them. I also want to mention this. Sometimes God's intent for authority is misunderstood. It's misunderstood a lot of times in the Christian culture as well. God intends for authority to be a covering, a connector, a conduit through which God could channel his mercy and guidance and grace. Thus, authority's purpose is to rely or relay, I should say, God's leadership, his protection, and his provision to those under its care in order that they might flourish and grow as people. It was never established to be a means of forcing people into submission, nor is it a system of measurement that assumes position equals maturity, 
assigning value to leaders above followers. When authority's purpose is misaligned or misunderstood, it is difficult for people to submit to authority. So we have to understand it from God's perspective. Here's a second point I want to make regarding this. This is truth. Broadly speaking, everyone struggles with submitting to authority, even just a little bit. One of the reasons is because we all know that in some ways, authority has been abused or misused in some circles. For example, spiritual authority covers spiritual matters and is not intended to control practical decisions pertaining to things like changing jobs, making purchases, taking trips, who you will marry, etc. Spiritual leaders may highlight scriptural principles, extend cautionary or directional advice, and on occasion release spiritual gifts in order to provide divine insight and encouragement. However, none of these should be used to manipulate a particular outcome. Instead, they are offered in the spirit of grace to be discerned by the individual with the help of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and godly counsel. Can somebody say amen? So important we recognize that. Now, I also want to say this. Biblical submission to authority is not blind. It's not blind. Let's remind ourselves of some of the different places that God has established authority. You know these, but let me just remind us. God has established authority, submission and authority in the home. The scriptures say husbands are placed in authority over their wives and parents are placed in authority over their kids. Uh, Submission and authority takes place in the workplace. Employers are the authority over their employees. It takes place in schools. Students are to be in submission to the authority of their teachers or professors. Teachers are to be in submission to the authority of the principal or college dean and president who is to be in submission to the authority of the school board or the board of education. Just in our society in general, citizens are to be submitted to the authority of the police and governing officials. Social civility depends on citizens complying with established laws and respect afforded to police officers, judges, and all others who measure out consequences for those who break the law. How about in the church? There is submission and authority in the church. The senior pastor is the authority and shepherd of the local church. Thus, he is ultimately responsible for the care of the souls of all God who has of all that God has entrusted to his care. Some churches have assisting pastors and staff or submitted to their senior pastor. Church members are to be in submission to their pastors and other designated leaders. Some churches have boards, councils, ruling elders, etc. inserted along the spectrum of authority and submission. Now, I do want to mention this. While there's no such thing as perfect pastors, churches, or leaders, rebelling against or undermining the established authority is unprofitable for everyone. Do you agree? It's unprofitable. Hebrews 13, 17. Look at it with me. Put eyes on this one. It's important. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Now, let me pause. I already made mention of the fact that spiritual leaders are not supposed to manipulate outcomes or tell people what to do, and who you can marry and what job you can take and where you should move. We offer biblical, sound, godly advice 
And then you're left to make decisions with the help of the word of God, the Holy Spirit, and godly counsel. But it does say you should obey your spiritual leaders. Their work is to watch over your souls. And they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Now, uh, I'm still growing. This is a challenge for me sometimes. There's just something inside of us that just doesn't like to be told what to do because we have our own way, we have our own head, and we want to do it our way. But I am so grateful to God that as I begin to develop in my relationship with him, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and other pastors and leaders that I've entrusted my life to have come along my side and have helped me to grow in this. There was a time in my life as a younger Christian that uh, I just wouldn't put up with anybody who wanted to do something different than me. I would quit one job to go another job, and then after a little while, the manager would say, go this way, and I didn't like that way, and I'd quit that job, and I'd go to another job. And this went on for a few different years. Listen, there are Christians that have been walking with God for 10 years, 15 years, and 20 years, have not learned to recognize biblical submission and authority, and because of that, they struggle in their life. Not just in the workplace, but at home. And different areas of societal influence. Because they don't understand this. This is scriptural. This is biblical. It's from God. And it impacts every area of our lives. Here's the third and final point I want to make today. The Christian life starts with submission to Christ's authority in our lives. Think about that for a moment. Romans 10.9 says this. If you openly declare that Jesus is, say it with me, Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Many Christians will say, I believe Jesus was raised from the dead, and I asked him to be my Savior. And that's wonderful. But it's important not to overlook the first part of the verse which specifically tells us acknowledging Jesus' lordship is essential to becoming born again, and I'll add, living a strong Christian life. Can somebody say amen? What does the word Lord mean? It's the Greek word kurios, K-U-R-I-O-S. It describes one who is a supreme master. Inherently carrying with it the idea of submission. So if he's my Lord, if he's my master, I'm learning to submit my life under him. Therefore, when a person says Jesus is Lord, he's saying, Jesus, you have become the supreme master of my life. The one, capital O, with absolute authority. From this moment forward, I'm in complete submission to you, you are the one, capital O, who defines and decides in my life. Now, let me pause and interject. Nobody's got this down packed. And there's room for growth. And there's grace there. But I think it's important that we recognize that if we want to experience all that God has for us, we have to go beyond just saying Jesus is my Savior and he's my ticket to heaven. We have to learn to understand that Jesus is Lord. He's our master. 
And as we're growing, especially if you're with a church family that puts a high emphasis and a high value on scriptural truth, as you're growing and working in cooperation with the Holy Spirit, he will help you and I to experientially submit to and make Jesus the Lord of our life. Can you say amen? It's important that we recognize that. If we're honest, if we're honest, many Christians' lives look like the concluding verses of the book of Judges. Here's what it says. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. That's Judges 125. Submission to God is the cornerstone response that is needed in all of our lives before we can meaningfully address other issues. Why would someone submit to their pastor if they wouldn't submit to God? Why would someone uh, submit towards political authorities if they don't first recognize that God's put them there and we're instructed as Christians to pray for them, not browbeat them all the time and complain about them all the time, but to pray for them. How, how, how could someone submit if they ignore God on issues like sexuality or materialism or greed or pride or any of the areas that we might struggle with? The point I'm trying to make is we all have a lot to learn about authority and submission. And submission can be hard at times. It's not easy. Think about this. When Jesus prayed for an alternative to the cross, he wanted another way so badly that he actually sweat blood. But he submitted to follow the Father's plan even when it was hard. All of us should be incredibly grateful that he did. But while submission can be hard, the plans of our Heavenly Father always have our best in mind and they result in immense blessings. Amen? So there is a biblical foundation for learning about submission and authority. By the way, this isn't something that people outside of the Christian faith would readily pull into their heart. It's just not in the human spiritual DNA to want to be submissive. This is why there's so many people that end up divorced. So many people who quit jobs. So many family relationships that are torn apart because we haven't learned to first, listen, submit to God, make him the Lord of our life, and then with his help, learn to interact and be submissive to one another. We're going to close. And as we're closing, what have we been reminded of today? I don't think it was a newsflash. I don't think this is new information. It might be a little bit in some regards, but here's what we discovered. Respecting and submitting to authority, listen, is central to living an orderly life on every level. It's just central. Number two, broadly speaking, everyone struggles with submitting to authority. But with God's help, he'll help us to align ourselves under his authority first and foremost, and then wherever we need to submit as well. Number three, this is what we discovered. The Christian life starts with submission to Christ's authority in our lives. You know, I really believe that in part, we have so many denominations and so many churches 
blocks away from each other. Some of them right across the street from each other. Why? I think that part of it has to do with the lack of submission and authority. One leader in a church didn't like the way his pastor was going or didn't like what his pastor was saying, didn't agree, and he had a better way. So what does he do? He picks up his stakes, listen, and invites other people at that church, and they go across the street or they go down the street, and guess what they do? Start another church. And this is why we got church splits, and we got different denominations. Listen, there are no denominations and there are no splits in heaven. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's heart for us as a church is learn the value of biblical submission and authority. And when I do, there's grace. There's grace to do it and there's grace for the humble. It's a learning curve, believe me. But it's God's best intention for the church. Amen. Have you been blessed by the simple word this morning? Go ahead and stand to your feet as we pray and we close. Come on up. It's okay. At this moment, I'm going to submit to my wife. She wants to share something. Come on up. So as you were talking about this, it's such a big deal, right? Learning to submit to God, first and foremost. And what crossed my mind was, even though this isn't so much about submitting to God, um, it is an example that I just sense to, to share with you all. It's a little twist on it, but it is. Um, in a nutshell, I found myself, um, you know, I was looking for a job a while back, and nothing was happening. And it just, it took a long time. Nothing was happening. It just wasn't working. And it kept going on and on and on and on and month after month. And in the past, I've been able to get a job very easily. And this just wasn't working for us. And it was going on one year and it was going on a year and a half. And I was in this rut and I was saying, what is going on? And I was trying in my own efforts, the way I normally would go about getting a job and depending on my skill set, I'm going to say, depending on me and my skill set, right? Um, and I just wasn't getting, getting anywhere. And um, just the nutshell version, uh, this position became available that they had offered a salary that was far low, far below what I was accustomed to to receiving and expecting and expecting so I was like yeah that's not going to happen I'm not going to go there so I kept striving in this direction and the more that I was trying to make it on my own right it wasn't working so I was in that field for over two years on my own depending on my own like I said my own skill set and putting aside this position that was offered right? And it took humbling and it took a submission, not so much to God's authority, but a submission to trusting in God's provision and in trusting that 
he loves me and that he is going to take care of me. And, you know, the striving stopped. It ceased from me trying to do it and make it happen like I used to do it and trusting that God has me and that God was going to make it happen. Well, so I took that job, right? And, And I purposed with the help of the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me to do this job as if I was getting paid what I had a lot of encouragement from her husband. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I I I worked just it's a process, you know. God help me to work this job as if I'm getting paid what I used to get paid. Just help me, Lord. Help me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. And it was it was it was that type of daily um reliance and trusting in God and a spiritual muscle was being developed, really, and a humbling at the same time, you know? And so anyways, I've been there four years, and I just got this huge promo- promotion back in November. And I think my salary, you, he calculated it for me. I don't know. It was like four times the amount of where I initially like started. 600%. 600%. He calculated it. And um, yeah, so, but trusting in God, right? Trusting in Him. And sometimes there's a humbling process, and I, I wonder if that two-year time frame would have been shortened, possibly, if I would have caught on to that maybe sooner. Sometimes we're in our own little um, rut, our own little struggle. And if it doesn't seem to get better, that's a really good time to ask God, really, and say, Lord, is there something in me that you're trying to... Adjust. To adjust. Is yeah. there something that, am I clogging something up here? Am I getting in the way? Lord, help me and give me your grace and, and that I may trust in you and uh, follow you. Amen. 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 She was gracious and didn't tell you that all the time she was looking for that dream job. I was nagging her to just take anything. Just take it. Just take anything. But nagging doesn't help. It's always between me and the Lord. He's got to do something in me, show me something. But if we're willing to submit to his leadership, if we're willing to submit to his lordship and trust him in the end, things will begin to come into alignment and we'll step into what he had for us. Didn't look at all like she was going to be where she is now. She runs a department. She's got four or five people that are working with her and beside her. They trust her. They have her as a full-time employee where she only has part-time hours. There's a lot of favor in her life. They don't want to get rid of her. They love her. And God's blessing is on her. Why? Because she chose to submit to his plan, even though in her mind it didn't look like it made sense. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit's instruction. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you that you're working in us a biblical respect and understanding for authority and submission. God, help us to first submit to the Lord Jesus Christ and with the help of the Holy Spirit to bring our lives under the authorities and the leaders that you've placed in our lives around us, to lead us, to guide us, to help us. Father, as we're doing this, we're confident that we will continue to build a strong Christian life. In Jesus' name, we all agree by saying... again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. 
If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.